Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. A few episodes ago, we heard that Montgomery the Moose and Montgomery the Mouse found themselves on an indoor mountain inside a giant store of some kind. Montgomery the Moose played a keep still game with the people in orange jackets who were chasing him around the store, standing in amongst all sorts of other animals who seemed to be playing this game also. While Montgomery the Mouse went off to find out what was going on, Montgomery the Moose met two small human-like creatures, both around six inches tall. The two sisters, Phoebe and Tamar, who had traveled from Cambridge, Massachusetts to Maine to look for a magical land with a dragon in it. But what happened to Montgomery the Mouse? In this episode, let's catch up with him and find out where he went. As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. Montgomery the Mouse scampered around the pond and over some rocks. Something about the rocks didn't seem right. The noise of his claws on them and the way they felt under his feet was strange. Maybe being under a roof changes how things work, he speculated. He heard lots of noise throughout the store as the orange jackets raced around to find Montgomery the moose. But as he looked down, he saw his moose friend standing, well, not exactly still, but at least staying in the same spot. Occasionally, the moose would swing his head to make sure that he was being more still than anyone else, and it seemed he was also getting a little itchy and tired of standing in one place for so long. But amazingly, it didn't seem like the orange jackets had found him yet. So Montgomery the mouse kept looking around for another animal on the mountain who could explain what was going on. He sniffed around a beaver that was standing next to a tree trunk it had nibbled through. He'd seen beavers before, but never been able to get so close. They were always too skittish. But this one didn't run away in panic. In fact, it didn't even seem to know Montgomery was there. What's going on? He thought. He made his way around the mountainside a little, but when he saw a wolf a few feet in front of him, his heart raced. He sprinted as fast as he could into a nearby pine tree, desperate for cover. He closed his eyes, hoping that that would stop the wolf from seeing him. But after a few seconds, he opened them again. He looked out and saw that the wolf hadn't moved at all. And even the pine tree didn't feel right. Montgomery started to wonder if these weren't animals playing a game after all. He would only be a small snack for a wolf, but he was sure the wolf would have seen him. And in the mouse community, wolves aren't known for their restraint. These animals aren't real, he decided. They're pretend. Now that he knew that, he realized he could relax a little and climb higher to see if he could figure a way out. There were a lot of scary creatures here, but when he saw a bobcat, his sense of impending doom was much more short-lived, and he even danced around in front of it to tease it, knowing that there was nothing it could do. Nya, 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 he taunted. Suddenly, out of the corner of his eye, he saw a creature moving higher up the mountainside, and his panic returned full force. He sprinted as fast as he could for cover, hiding under a pile of leaves and pine needles. Suddenly, he heard rustling in the pile and felt some small claws touching him on both sides, scooping him up into the air. Oh no, he thought, this is the end. At first, he tried to play dead. Most predators only wanted to hunt live animals, but pretty soon the creature held him under a small waterfall and then dipped him in a stream. The claws weren't sharp, but they moved him around and around, twisting him in all different directions under the water and moving over his whole body as if trying to figure out its shape. Montgomery thought maybe playing dead wasn't the best option. 
He squirmed and wriggled, and the creature holding him opened its paws in surprise. Montgomery dropped down and ran as fast as he could. Oh my gosh, the creature exclaimed, I'm so sorry. Montgomery couldn't find a hiding place in the open, and he slowed down when he heard the creature speak. This was yet another creature he could understand. Until he met Montgomery the moose, he'd never met another creature he could understand, apart from other mice, of course. So now he stopped to pay attention. Montgomery turned to face the creature. The creature was furry, with black patches around its eyes, but mostly shades of grey and brown, and with a striped, bushy tail. It was slightly larger than the beavers he'd seen earlier, and stood up on its back legs, with a friendly smile and its paws outstretched to show it meant no harm. Really? the creature added. I didn't know you were alive. I'd never eat a live creature. I mean, I know other raccoons eat live creatures in the wild, but I've lived here for so long that I just eat the scraps that people throw my way. And there's plenty. Those humans are such a mess. And it's a whole lot easier and less gross than eating something living. Look, I'm sorry, the creature continued. I just, well, I thought you were trash. Trash? Montgomery was offended. Well, yeah, the creature replied. I mean, I am a raccoon, and it happens here a lot. Kids drop things on here all the time, and I go around and find the good stuff to eat. You're a raccoon? Yeah, Roger that. Your name's Roger that? What? No, I don't have a name. Or, I don't think I do. Maybe I had a name once. Maybe when I was a baby with my mom. The raccoon scrunched up its face and put its paws to its temples as if trying to squeeze out a memory. No, I don't think so. No name. I mean, why would I? I just live here inside the mountain. No one ever speaks to me, except the people in the orange jackets when they tried to get me out of here. And what they said to me wasn't very nice. Roger that was just something that one of them said a few times when the others told him to get me out, and it seemed like the other people liked it, so I figured it must be a good thing to say. How did you get here? Montgomery the Mouse asked. My mom brought me here when I was young. We lived in the air vents, the raccoon pointed. I think I had brothers and sisters, too. But the orange jackets came, and then I was all alone. Oh, I'm so sorry, Montgomery replied. You've been here ever since? Yeah, I thought about trying to get out when the orange jackets aren't here, but, you know, it's cozy and warm and I get food. I don't need to eat any living things here, just trash, my favorite. But, the raccoon paused, it's really nice to have someone to talk to. I miss having someone to talk to. Montgomery the mouse felt sad for the raccoon and smiled gently. And your brothers and sisters and mom? didn't call you by a name? Why do you care so much about a name? The raccoon objected. I mean, why a name so important anyway? The raccoon scrunched up its face again and put its paws on its temples once more. Montgomery felt bad and thought he should ask about something else. So, you live inside here? Yeah, you want to come see? The raccoon offered hopefully. Montgomery thought it over. The raccoon seemed nice enough now that it wasn't trying to eat him, so he decided to take his new friend up on the offer. Sure, he replied, and added with a smile, Roger that. The raccoon smiled back. They climbed up to the top of the mountain, and Montgomery explained the situation he and Montgomery the moose were in, stuck inside this building hiding from the orange jackets, with his large friend playing a keep-still game. 
Given the story the raccoon had just shared, though, Montgomery the Mouse started to worry that if the orange jackets got to Montgomery the Moose, they might take him away forever. So, Montgomery is a moose? Uh-huh, Montgomery the Mouse confirmed. They looked down and saw the large moose below, while the orange jacket seemed to be running towards another area of the building. Do you have a name? The raccoon asked. Uh, yeah, I'm Montgomery too, the mouse replied, knowing that it might be confusing. Montgomery too? So he's Montgomery 1? What? No, I mean my name's also Montgomery. Oh, okay. Well, it's nice to meet you also, Montgomery. Montgomery wanted to clarify, but decided to leave it for now. They reached the opening into the mountainside, a hole that looked like it had been nibbled into the ground between a pine tree and a deer, revealing the layers of plastic and metal framework underneath the mountaintop, confirming for Montgomery that this wasn't like the mountains he was used to. I... I wish I had a name, the raccoon sighed sadly, as they looked down into the hole. Montgomery felt sad for his new friend. Hey, Montgomery lit up. How about Roger? Roger? The raccoon replied, trying it out a few times. Roger. 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 Yeah, I like that. Roger the raccoon. Roger puffed up with pride and started to climb down into the hall. Roger is such a great name. Roger beamed joyously. Roger, Roger, Roger. Montgomery smiled as he climbed down into the mountain, happy to have helped his new friend. He noticed that between the bars of steel framing holding the mountaintop up were dark, cavernous spaces of varying sizes, and in one of them, Roger had set up a large nest made up of a variety of materials. Branches, twigs, and leaves taken from the mountaintop, and plastic bags, food wrappers, and other trash that Montgomery assumed people must have thrown into the area. He was pretty sure that he even saw a few shirts and jackets that looked like the ones on racks close to the pond where his moose friend was now standing. He also noticed that the nest looked large enough for several raccoons, not just one. Roger. Roger the raccoon, Roger continued, mulling over having such an exciting name. And now I know you can just add numbers to your name, also Montgomery too. It'll be perfect for when I'm a mom. I'll just call my daughters Roger too. Roger 3, or do I need to call them also Roger 2 and also Roger 3? Um, it would just be Roger, Montgomery edged forward. Just be Roger, the raccoon tried it out. Hmm, that's odd. Okay, well, it might be a long time before I'm a mom anyway, so I've got time to get used to it. I haven't seen another raccoon at all in the whole time I've been here. Well, except for that model one up there, and I don't think he'd make a very good dad, to be honest, given that he's not really real. Roger, Montgomery ventured. Are you... a girl? Well, yeah, of course I am, Roger responded, hurt that Montgomery couldn't tell. What did you think I... No, of course you are, I'm so sorry, Montgomery replied, feeling embarrassed. The whole time he had just assumed his new friend was male. That's okay, Roger replied. Are you... See, the thing about the name Roger, Montgomery interrupted, unsure of how he was going to continue. Yeah? Well, the thing about the name Roger... Montgomery looked at Roger the raccoon. The excitement in her eyes and the thought of disappointing his new friend helped Montgomery decide how to continue. Is that it's a 
perfect name for you and any daughters you end up having. Roger glowed with pride. And you don't even need to add numbers or any other words to it. It's just Roger. Roger picked up Montgomery again, and for a brief moment, Montgomery felt the same panic as earlier, but she pulled him in for a hug instead. I'm so happy to meet you, also Montgomery too, the mouse. Me too, Roger the raccoon. Okay, Roger said, putting her new friend down. Let's get to work on getting you and the moose out of here, together. To be continued. Now that you've heard this week's story, we'd love to hear from you. Would you like to tell a story about the raccoon, now known as Roger, and her life in the indoor mountain? What do you think might happen next? Or you can make up a story about any of the characters in the Mooseverse stories, or any new characters that you think might fit into this world. This week, we received a story from Brad, who's nine years old and lives in North Carolina. You may remember his story that we featured at the end of episode 5, featuring Mike the Squirrel. This time, Brad wrote a story about Montgomery and Montgomery helping a baby bird named Benny, who had fallen out of his nest. Here's a snippet. The moose stretched as far as he could to reach the branch with the nest. Just a little higher, higher, said Benny, and the moose stretched even higher. Suddenly, a crash! Ouch, are you okay? said Montgomery the mouse. I guess so, said Benny. We will just have to wait here with him until his mother comes back. She will be expecting him here, so we can't go looking for her. Montgomery the mouse was very concerned that his mother might take a while. What shall we do for him while we wait? Montgomery the mouse thought for a moment. Then Montgomery the mouse suggested that they carefully fling him like a slingshot up to the nest. So they all walked slowly up to the flinging branch and studied the angle. You can read Brad's full story and see his picture of Benny the Bird on mooseaverse.com. Then send in your ideas as pictures, written stories, or audio or video of you telling the story to hello at mooseaverse.com. Who knows? Maybe your ideas will come to life in the Mooseaverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time.